Mindfulness Mode, Episode 5. Your body is listening. Your cells are listening to every thought that you have. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. Today we're talking to Dr. Kim DeRamo about how mindfulness helped her through childhood anxiety and later how she uses mindfulness as a doctor. If you recall, last time we talked to Zephan Blacksburg about how he became a successful video entrepreneur and uses mindfulness in his personal and business life. If you're listening today, I want to challenge you, Mindful Tribe. If you know anyone in the medical profession, healing, or natural healthcare field, or anyone who works in a profession with high standards, please share this podcast with them today. Okay, Mindful Tribe, let's get started. I'm totally thrilled to have Dr. Kim DeRamo here on the line, and it's such a pleasure to have you here. Are you in mindfulness mode today, Dr. Kim? Bruce, I live in mindfulness mode. Fantastic. Dr. Kim is a physician, a speaker, and author of the Mind Body Toolkit. She's been teaching mind body tools for years and has had outstanding results, helping to get her patients off medications, achieve ideal body weight, and move past chronic illnesses. Dr. Kim, how would you expand on that? Fill in the blanks a little bit about you and what you do. Well, the premise of my whole practice is really that your body is listening. Your cells are listening to every thought that you have. Your thoughts are actually tangible things. They're chemical responses in your body. And when we don't have our thoughts under our mastery, our lives going to run amok. You know, our, our body has all this chaotic chemistry, stress chemistry. Most of the thoughts people are having are stress-related thoughts. And so then we try to do all these things to counteract that that chaos that we've created in our body, the cortisol and the inflammatory cascade, you know, all of our immune system getting flared up. And so for a lot of people out there who've, who've come to doctors with, you know, they're feeling sick, they're feeling tired or anxious, depressed, or they have an autoimmune illness, a thyroid disease, so much of the equation has to do with your own level of mindfulness. Right. And I notice so many people say they're filled with stress. Their, their lives are filled with stress. And do you recommend that they do some of these mindfulness practices then, Dr. Kim? A big part of what I have in the book, and it, it's a number one best-selling book, the Mind Body Toolkit, is all of these sort of things, you know, because it's all well and good to understand mind-body medicine and how the body heals itself and to understand that the mind and body are connected. But then what do we do with it? You know, well, we could go meditate for hours and hours or, hey, these are these like quick in the moment tools that you can do in every moment. Like, you know, if I'm sitting down to, to write a blog or if I'm doing video interview or if I'm with my daughter, she's three years old, what am I doing to instill that chemistry within myself, the brain patterns within my brain to perform at my best or to be in a loving state, you know, with the people that I love or to create like for my clients to be there for them in a way that has the impact that I want to have in my life. These are all things that I can begin to master within myself. And so using these in the moment tools is the most important way that I've found because, you know, I'm not going to go meditate for four hours and, and like make all these changes. I, I got to do it while I'm doing other things in my life. Right. 
Right. And I'm wondering, Dr. Kim, if for Mindful Tribe, if you could take us way back when, tell us how you got started. What was the what was the moment when you started realizing that these tools could work for you and your patients? There were two pinnacle points for me. One was when I was really young, like, you know, in my teenage years, I suffered terribly with chronic anxiety and panic attacks. And, you know, at the time, this was quite a a while back. This was way before people talked about panic disorder or anxiety. Like now it's like everybody has anxiety. Who doesn't have anxiety? (laughs) Well, at that time, it was completely foreign. No one understood what was happening to me. I didn't have words for it. And it wasn't until I got to college and started studying psychology that I learned about panic disorder and my whole body, it felt like an out-of-body experience. I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what it feels like for me. And so I started to kind of play around with at the time my own mind body connection and I could feel my body responding to my thoughts about it. Like when I would focus on stressful thoughts or episodes, you know, experiences I'd had that were stressful, I'd immediately feel my body tense up and clench. Mm-hmm. And when I'd relax and try to focus on things that melt, you know, were, were enjoyable or focus on my friends or focus the things that were going well in my life, I'd immediately feel my body physically relax. And I thought, well, this is pretty fascinating. And I thought this, there's an amazing connection here. I'm not trying to move my body. My body's just doing it. And so I did eventually develop my own mind body tools and affirmations. And, you know, again, this is way before people were talking about mm-hmm. affirmations, but I found ways and I literally literally reversed the pattern a hundred percent. Like, um, I'd gone to like probably five different doctors. They all prescribed medications and I couldn't tolerate any of these medications. Nothing was helping me. And I was living in hell. I mean, it was, it was, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. And so to have brought myself out of that, all of my friends would send, you know, they'd have a friend who would talk about these kinds of things. They'd be like, you got to call my friend, Kim. She's amazing. She'll help you. So I started like helping all of these other young girls and they would call me and tell me like, I haven't told anybody about this. I can't even believe I'm telling you this. And like deepest, darkest secrets of what they were experiencing. And so then when I obviously became a doctor, I, I went to an osteopathic medical school. So I learned about how the body heals itself, how the mind and body are connected. And I began to take this to a whole new level. The second thing that happened in my life was I experienced this chronic illness in medical school where it really was kind of like the more we focused on pathology and disease and all the things that could go wrong in the body, my body was listening and I started to break down and I was tired all the time. I had severe joint pain and back pain and migraine headaches and sinus infections. And it was crazy. Like I kept getting medication after medication for all of these different things. And after about a year and a half, um, you know, nobody could figure out what's going on with me. I finally had this one doctor tell me, oh, I have the whole picture and this is what you need. You have allergies. And I was allergic to like everything. My body was flaring up to all the allergens. And he sat there and told me all the medications I'd need and all of the, you know, cleaning solutions I'd need to avoid. And I couldn't have rugs or curtains. Basically, it was like a nightmare because I was a medical student and I was moving into hospital dormitories. I was like, Oh my gosh. Wow. Of course it'd be tough. It felt like the end of the world. Like my life was over and it only lasted for like 30 seconds. Cause I was like, wait a minute. 
Kim, get yourself off the floor. <laughs> you don't even believe this. This isn't your solution. Like, what if nothing he says is true and matters? Like, this isn't even your thing. And that was when I really started to take this mind-body medicine stuff, like, so much more seriously. And I started to very avidly apply these tools, the tools I need to teach, the tools that are in my best-selling book. And all day, every day, like, forcing my mind back to this new fulcrum, this new center point, this new affirmation that I adamantly refuse to believe anything else. But I, you know, and the way I did it, and I talk about it in the book and in my online programs, it's not the way most people are going about it. You can't fight it. You can't push it. I realized that through getting in partnership with my body, that I could shift things. And within 10 days, I was symptom-free, no pain in my joints, no pain in my back. I had no more migraine headaches, no more sinus infections. I got my energy back and my body just started to return to my normal body weight. Like I shed weight really easily, just like that. That is just incredible. 10 days is what it took. 10 days. And you just you just changed your whole mindset and you just started started just looking at things differently. And then that is just absolutely incredible. Yeah, after a year and a half too, you know, mm-hmm. I, I realized I started relating with my body differently. And this is really one of the things that I, I teach um, in my program, The Mind Body Solution. I, you know, I've taught thousands of people online. We've got to relate with our body differently. We've got to have a different communication. And when symptoms come up, they get our attention. But what you realize is that it can put you into fear, or it can make you frustrated. And so then there's this emotion, and that emotion is a chemical response in your body that limits your healing. So if every time you feel your back pain, you're like, oh, God, I'm so annoyed, what are you doing? You're instilling, you're, you're impairing your body's ability to heal that. Yes, and that same pain sometimes happens when we as parents – we see this in our children. We see our, our children suffering, whether it's through bullying or whether it's through something like they, they just can't focus or they're, they're so stressed out. And, and as parents, then we get stressed out and we start feeling symptoms. What kind of advice do you have? I know you're a mom. You mentioned you have a three-year-old. What could you do? And maybe you have a story about what you've done with your own child in your own personal life. I have a lot of examples with kids I've worked with. A lot of people have sought me out, help my kid. My kid has anxiety. Help my kid. My kid has ADHD or behavioral problems. My kid's so angry. 99% of the energy your, your child is responding to is your energy. Yes. It's amazing how tied in our children are to our energy system. And so when we have this new approach that our body is energy. Your body is an energy field. Your cells, we could look at them under a microscope, but if we go even smaller, what we see is energy. You you have these little teeny, teeny particles and they behave completely differently, that we are at our core energy. And so then everyone around you can feel you. They can feel the state you're in. If you're angry, they can feel your anger. If you have unresolved issues and you're secretly upset with your husband, like your kids are feeling your anger, even though you put on a smile and you say everything's fine, even though you haven't even admitted it to yourself that you're really frustrated about something, your kids feel your energy. And so, so many of us have been living in fear. There's so many changes happening. There's a lot of changes happening in the world. There's a lot of things that could get our attention and, and, feel scary. And so of course we have been living in anxiety, but you know, your kids are responding to that. And so what I found, cause I started, you know, when I'm working with adults, 
they would come back and tell me like, oh my gosh, my health is better. My marriage is better. I'm succeeding. But oh my goodness, my kid's no longer having night terrors. Oh my goodness. My kid doesn't need ADHD medicine anymore. My kid doesn't have anxiety anymore. So I started to collect all these amazing testimonials. And I was like, this is awesome. It's, it's evidence of this effect that our energy field directly impacts our kids. And like the, our kids don't have words for it to say, wow, there's all this anxiety. I feel your anxiety. No, they just, it fills up their body with these shifts and, and it affects their chemicals. It changes their brain functioning and it limits them. So they express our anger. They feel our anxiety and they act out. Dr. Kim, could you tell us one story? Tell us about one child that you helped. I'd love to hear that. This one woman, Julia, had a young child. He was five and had these terrible, terrible night terrors and was um, sometimes wetting the bed. He was doing okay in school, but not really socially kind of connecting with other kids. So he'd more be like shy, embarrassed, not really participating in things. And he more just wanted to be on his own. And it was really a, a problem with the night terrors because he'd come into their room, he'd wake them up from sleeping. And he was, you know, scared to death, just screaming and screaming and screaming and more of like a just mm. screeching and fear and shits broke her heart. Oh, she just was, wow. yeah. it was so hard to see her kids suffer like this. And so of course they took him to a doctor. They tried medications, you know, the kid didn't respond very well to those. They, um, you know, usually the doctors, if they can't figure out what's going on, they'll refer to a psychiatrist. And that's a really big deal for a kid. So he was having like even more trouble socially. He didn't want to tell anybody what's going on. And when she and her husband were working with, with me, that that's one of the things they told me was he doesn't have night terrors anymore. And what she would tell me is, I will feel myself going back into those old patterns of doubting myself, of believing, you know, kind of my old belief system that I don't really deserve what I want. I kind of um, defer to my husband. I don't want to say no if he wants me to do something and I kind of hide. And so as women, a lot of times we can do this. We can kind of, hey, you know, I should be supportive or I should be there for the other person. And so she caught herself in these patterns, but she would tell me like, I notice that whenever I go into those patterns, he starts having his symptoms again. And whenever I remember to like relax my body and let it go, he'll get better. And I just was like, that is such a great, like you taking responsibility is such great ownership and a way to support your child. And it's not easy to do that without like making yourself wrong. Like, oh my gosh, it's all my fault. Like just drop that story too. And so she really did it. She was amazing, oh. really courageous and reversed the pattern for a kid. He didn't need any medication and no longer had that pattern. What a great story. Thanks so much for sharing that. I want to talk about discipline. Here at Mindful Tribe, a lot of us, we have trouble staying disciplined with the practice of mindfulness. I mean, we know it works. We use it. We, we meditate for short times or we, we do the tips that you suggest in your mind-body toolkit. But sometimes we forget. Sometimes we're not disciplined. What would you recommend to get discipline in our life so we're remembering to use mindfulness? I always, 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 as a first step, get people to bring their awareness into their body. So there's a tool I use called the instant elevation technique, okay. and there's three steps. And the first step is A, it's A, B, C. First step is A, and so we'll just talk about this here because it's the most important part. Right. You want to bring your awareness into your body. If you're a mom, especially, you're like focusing on your kids, thinking about the grocery list, thinking about what does maybe the, your husband need or, hey, maybe I can get a workout in. Like maybe there's like a million things going through your mind. But if you can let those go for a moment 
and bring your awareness and your attention into your body. And then there's a way I have of like kind of bring it into the center of your head, pull it all the way down into your chest, and then pull your awareness all the way down to your pelvis. And then you breathe slowly and feel if you can bring your breath all the way down to your pelvis. As you feel this area of your body moving, it will anchor your attention inside your body. Now, why do you want to do that? There's so many things to do out there. There's so many things getting your attention out there that need to be taken care of. Well, what this does is actually gives you access to way more information. Firstly, I become aware of how I feel, what's going on in my body, how I feel physically, because that's a good place to start. And then you can deepen this as you practice. You will become aware of how you feel emotionally And only with that awareness do you have the empowerment to change it and shift it. And that's what really serves your life. So if you're not aware, then it's just like, oh, I should do these tools and techniques because it'll make my life better. But if you're aware and you feel your pain, it's like, get me out of pain. Oh my gosh, I'm so anxious. I got to calm down. You won't need a reminder or motivation because your body is always going to give that to you. Right. That makes total sense. And I know sometimes when I've been stressed, I feel, gee, I don't even know what I feel. I'm think, I'm just, I just know I feel uncomfortable and I'm not in touch with my body. So that's great. A is aware. Tell us about B. B is you want to shift your breathing. Okay. Whenever we're stressed or in fear or, or any of that, we are breathing shallow breaths into our chest. And so if you slow your breathing and let your body relax, like relax your shoulders, relax your pelvis, relax your chest, And let your belly balloon out as you inhale. And like, even if you and I just do this now, like breathe slowly in through your nose and let your belly balloon out way big and use your imagination and see it ballooning out like huge, huge, huge expansion. And then relax and exhale and see your belly sinking back in. And you want to do three breaths, at least three, as slow as is comfortable and as full and kind of deep down to your pelvis as you can bring in. Just let your pelvis relax, let your belly relax. And if it's hard to do this or you have like, you know, oh, I can't move my body that way, just imagine it with your mind's eye because as your attention goes, that's where your body will follow and it will learn. And so the second piece is to slow and deepen your breathing. Right, I so believe in that. That, that turns off the stress response. It turns off your fight or flight nervous system. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, as a past band teacher, I, I practiced breathing with the students. They, some of them looked at me like I was crazy, but breathing is the basis, not only for stress reduction, but just for really having a healthy body and feeling good. So that's great. So we've got awareness, we've got breathing, and now on to C. C is choice. Uh, Most of our life, we're in like autopilot. It's all subconscious, our choices, our behaviors, all of our actions. You don't even realize, like, why did I sit there? Why did I say that? And you sometimes think, well, it's because I know that's the right thing to do. No, it's not. It's because it's aligned with your inner blueprint of what you're supposed to be doing and who you are and what's possible. So it has nothing to do with that. It's all based on your emotional state. And doing this ABC exercise helps shift that. So let's bring your focus and choice on what is it I really want. And so it's based on the outcome. I want to have a loving relationship with my children. So when you go to see and you focus on 
I choose a loving relationship with my child, it's going to drive a different behavior. It's actually going to change the tonality in your voice that has the most impact on your kid. I have a, a client of mine I've been working with and, and we'll be on a call. We do them on Skype or on a call, the sessions, and her child will come in and interrupt and she'll be like, what do you need? And I always, I know she wants to love her children, that she adores him. Mm -hmm. And that one of the reasons she's working with me is, you know, she's an entrepreneur. She wants, she's expanding her life and her prosperity. Right. It's for her kids. Sure. But then I can call her attention to it. And, you know, do you realize that your fear is coming out in your words? Like you don't uh, want to express anger at your child, frustration, hostility, but that energy is coming out of you. So she's now gotten mindful of, before I say anything to my child, she does this ABC because it just takes like three seconds once you begin practicing it. And she addresses her inner state first. And so you come to that choice of, I choose to be loving in my life. I choose to love myself. That choice, and you don't have to figure out how, you just allow the choice and you breathe it into your body and you allow that to pattern your behavior. So she'll do that for herself and, and it changes the way that she's communicating with her kids. Wow. I really love what you said about choice. That is so important. Sometimes we do operate on autopilot. A lot of us do. So great. I really appreciate that. Now, Dr. Kim, my next questions are part of my favorite segment, the multi-mode round. And just short 30-second answers or even less are, are just perfect. Here's the first one. Who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness practice? Esther Hicks. She is a amazingly inspired and really connects with her higher mind to channel in wisdom that we don't have access to in ordinary consciousness. So she's someone I tune into regularly. Excellent. How has mindfulness affected your emotions or those of your patients? I create a prosperous life. I create love. I create prosperity, wealth, abundance, um, awesome clients that I'm psyched to work with easily because I get out of my own way. If you could recommend a book on mindfulness, what would it be? I would recommend the Mind Body Toolkit. Of course. Because I'll tell you, I put 20 years of intensive, intensive studying into that, but I made it digestible, fun, and super easy to use like in that moment. So of all the awesome books I could recommend, I've sort of distilled the greatest principles of them down and put them in that book. So I would recommend that. Absolutely. Just love it. And it's a great book. Absolutely fantastic book. I know I ordered it when it first came out. Can you share an app which helps you to be more mindful? I love Vishen Lakiani owns Mind Valley Academy. He's yes. a good friend of mine. Okay. And he, they have this app called Om Vana. Um, I think I just deleted it from my phone, but I was using it a bit. They'll give you little reminders. I usually plug in my, if I have the ABC that I just gave you, plug that in. So the best app would be um, like 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock and 5 o'clock. Have your little alarm reminder go off to remind you to do your ABC check-in and to connect in your body to turn off the fight or flight and make conscious choices. So that's like a self-made app that I would recommend. Absolutely love it. What advice would you give a person who is new to mindfulness and they'd like to start using it in their life? I would say that that tool, the ABC tool, is the quickest way to form a relationship with your body based in harmony and to shift what's happening chemically and in your brain 
to to come into a different state because until you come into a higher consciousness you can't really create change in your life so i would say that would be the the quickest tool is changing that relationship with your body and using that um that structure because for me i'm an emergency medicine doc and you know we are always abc you're in an emergency you got to have the go-to tool that's an easy one for me to remember whenever i'm stressed to unwind it immediately Excellent. Tell us how Mindful Tribe can contact you, Dr. Kim, and learn more about what you do. They can come to drkimderamo.com or just Dr. Kim D, if you remember D for dynamic, drkimd.com. And there's a quiz on there where they'll get an assessment. Like what is the biggest thing holding you back right now? And a video tool that's a prescription on how to reverse that. And I put out awesome videos every week to my tribe, to my, my group of people. So that will subscribe you to my list to receive free mind body tools and ask me questions and get support. So Mindful Tribe, you heard it, and I'm going to repeat it too because this is so important. So stop if you can write this down, but you don't even have to because you can commit this to memory. It's so easy. Dr. Kim D. And just think of dynamic. DrKimD.com and go there and follow the prompts, and you are going to just love everything Dr. Kim offers you there. And you can, well, I mean, obviously, I'm just going to take a breath and relax and think, wow, I love having such a dynamic guest as Dr. Kim here on the show. So Mindful Tribe, we are so fortunate to have been able to enjoy and learn and benefit from Dr. Kim's tips and ideas. And of course, check out Dr. Kim's book, The Mind Body Toolkit, because it is fantastic. I can tell you that. Dr. Kim, thank you so much for joining us today. Do you have one parting word of wisdom for us? I do. Um, my biggest piece to remember from all of this is live in your body. Make your body be your guru. That's how you connect with your higher self, your higher wisdom. Whenever you're challenged or you have a problem inside, outside, live in your body and you will begin to resource yourself with your wisdom and with your answers and create solutions in your life. Dr. Kim, thank you so much once again. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. In appreciation, I'll mention you at the top of an upcoming show. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.